Hey gang, do you grind your teeth in your sleep like I do? If so, you and I are among 40 million other Americans who do. Now, whether it's stress, anxiety, or an abnormal bite, chronic teeth grinding will lead to worn enamel, tooth decay, sleeplessness, and expensive dental procedures. Now, the number one teeth grinding prevention is recommended by dentists, and that's the custom-fitted night guard. However, it's costly with the average dentist charging $300 per guard, and you grind through those several times per year, or your teeth move like mine did, and they no longer fit. Using Smile Brilliance Lab Direct process, you can get the same custom-fitted night guards for as little as $45 per guard. That's right, $45. Additionally, Smile Brilliant has custom-fitted teeth whitening trays and the Kari Pro electric toothbrush. Head over to smilebrilliant.com and use singles only at checkout for 30% off. Once again, hit up our sponsor, Smile Brilliant, at www.smilebrilliant.com and use singles only, all capital letters, all one word, at checkout for 30% off. You are welcome. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. This is Paul Farvar, your host. This episode features the author, Lisa Skatulski. Very fun episode. Riding Shotgun was the voice of reason, Maggie DePaulo. Please check out this episode. Subscribe if you haven't already to the Singles Only channel. There's multiple channels where this is on, but make sure you're on the Singles Only one. Check out my website, Paul F. Comedy, for upcoming dates in Chicago, suburbs, Milwaukee, and Detroit. Please, please come check me out live. Um, Review us. Tell your friends. And uh, also support our sponsors. They've been awesome. You guys have been awesome. I'm also selling my new shirts that have the Star 69 on them that say Better Call Paul. Available at Paul F. Comedy or at my shows. Half of the proceeds this month will be going to Autism Awareness. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. You know that. That's why you're listening. Maybe part of the reason you're listening. Uh, I am your host. Today we're doing this live uh, with my co-host, the voice of reason, successfully married, Maggie DePaulo. Hey, successfully married. I like that. I mean, you if you've lasted... Almost four years. Well... You lasted during the pandemic. That counts as like 10 years. We did. Yeah, we made it. Yeah, we made it barely. Not only you made it, you made it moving to like this isolated portion of (laughs) the suburbs, Mississippi. Yeah, suburbs. We made it. We made it. Give. Let's check back in a year (laughs) after we (laughs) recover from the pandemic. We'll see. I think Maggie, thank you for joining us. I'm excited to be here. We have uh, we have a special guest. Uh, She's brought her book. Faithful Nomad, uh, the author and strategic planner, Lisa Skatulski. Did I say that right? You did. That was perfect. Yeah. Well, I have a hard name, so I'm, I'm, I'm very sensitive to people that have different names. I've been carrying that name for 40 years, and so yeah. I've, I've developed an anti-sensitivity to it. Do you, do people, <laughs> oh, I mean, people, I think, get intimidated when they see a lot of letters, so, but oh, yours is actually pretty accurate. Yeah, if you skip the you Z, it's phonetic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like my H is silent, and but people <laughs> freak the fuck out when they hear it, so it's fine. Well, SZK can intimidate anyone. So. Okay, <laughs> so you are an author. You are a strategic planner. You've got a lot of stuff that you're juggling in terms of your hustles and whatnot. True. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's why you're single? 
<laughs> I was thinking about this. I was binge listening because I'm a new listener of your podcast. Okay. And so I was in my head last night when I was going to sleep. I'm like, what am I going to say? when he's like, so you're single. And I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I chalk it up to being a late bloomer more than all my hustles. I've always been somebody who like always has a lot of stuff going on. But uh, I had like a, a somewhat you know, I had a tough childhood and then had a conservative Christian thing in college. And then I had some health problems in my twenties. I was battling polycystic ovarian syndrome. So here's the punchline. I ended up having this surgery when I was 28. That was like a seven hour surgery and it fixed my pancreas and it removed my small intestine. And uh, nice to meet you. But, uh, all that goes on. And all of a sudden, again, nice to meet you. I ended up this being a 29 year old virgin. And I was like, wait, so yeah. <laughs> so okay. I was just like, where did you grow up? In Wilmette. Okay. Yeah. So oh, just that's where, that's where I live. Oh, right on. Yeah. Okay. So it's not Mississippi, sir. Oh. Wow. No, it's very nice. <laughs> it's far. It's tree lined. It's, it's far. beautiful. It is beautiful. It is kind of a different world than Chicago, though, for sure. It's totally different. Yeah. You have yeah. Uh, you have what I consider. I forgot to tell our other guests one of the seven wonders of of um, oh, yeah. Illinois, the Baha'i Temple. The Baha'i Temple. Yeah, I love Baha'i. It. My parents. Oh, my wow. mom was Baha'i. So, um, love it. Or is. Um, so you you had a tr- a troubled childhood. Just like like. Uh, and we'll met. Oh, kind of right. <laughs> we moved to Wilmette when I was ten, okay. and so the move kind of like disturbed our family a little bit, Understood. our family dynamic. And I ended up in this very self-loathing place, and and that's a whole different story. But it was just like a lot of it was self-imposed, some of it was not, and it was just like, you know, just kind of had a lot of self-loathing as a kid, and tried to hide that, and tried to just like disappear into myself as a kid, and that's what kind of led me down. I would, uh, you know, run away to church and run away to sports and run away to after school programs. And so that was always kind of why I had a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to college, this is all in the book. So, you know, forgive me if, if anybody's heard this before. But then I went to college and right away I had this tragedy happen and I threw myself in a church because that was like my safe zone. And all of a sudden were, I'm in this. Were you religious before you threw yourself into it? More than I went to church than I was like okay. terribly religious. But this college experience in Des Moines, Iowa. So it was like conservative Christian religion, which is not uh-huh. where I came from. But I had read the Bible and I could keep up with quoting it. And so I was just like, you know, it just it was it felt like a useful trade off to kind of suppress my city girl instincts and kind of, you know, like I'm very outgoing. So city girl or Wilmette girl? Let's just let's no, just yeah, let's just call it what it is. I mean, well, city compared to Des Moines. Thank yeah. you. I went to school she, in Davenport, she so gets it's it. like oh, farm okay. town. So we're friends. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I get it. So, yeah. but you um, <laughs> did the Christianity and the childhood and Wilmette. Yeah. Did the, all those contribute to you uh, staying a virgin? Yeah. Or, the, okay. Oh, maybe not in the way. Hmm, that's a really good way to ask that. Um, it was more that I was scared of being known. Then I was scared of known, like, like somebody being close enough to see me, like you know, oh, you know, like understood. like somebody to understand that I, you know, I had like uh, inside my head was a lot of swirl. Yeah, you like know? you were creating walls for yeah, people. Hundred percent. Did you? Uh, were you give? I guess were you in, in opportunities where you could have been in relationships or you could have had sex and you kind of push people away or you were just kind of like afraid of it. Both. Both. Okay. both. I avoided situations. I avoided being like too close to people. Um, that said, it's so funny because I'm very, I'm very open book. I'll tell you anything you want to know, but I also like don't trust people to have my back very well. And I think that's another big part of why I'm single is like, I, it's not like just trust issues, but it's also like, um, I'm independent. I used to say I was independent to a fault. Mm-hmm. And now I think I'm, now I think I've made a lot of peace with that, but I think that's very much what kept me 
kind of aloof for a long time. Did you date people in college, but just not get nope. to the sex point? No, no dating at all. No, no. But I was proposed to three times in college. Uh, yeah, by the time college was done. Oh, that's the How? Christian thing. Yeah, but oh. that's the Christian we, and we, Iowa. We, we were courting, and I didn't know. That's Iowa and Christian. <laughs> that's like a double whammy. So they would just. Yeah. How does that? How does that come about? The marriage stuff. Like um, you go to like an event, you don't realize that it's like a surprise wedding. No, I'm uh, kidding. No, 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 no. You don't realize <laughs> that it's like a like meet each other meet up thing yeah yeah like i just think we're hanging out and then all of a sudden she looks like she wants to have five kids or whatever right oh my god right i had a lot of pressure to stay in des moines at the end of college you know and like from my friends and like oh you know des moines is a beautiful life like it's very homey it's very homemaking and and i'm much more of a traveler and i am a city girl at heart so i just no part of me wanted to yeah stay there (laughs) just just let's link it let's call it what it is (laughs) well met girl well, now it's been a minute. So okay. now that I'm 40, I can say I'm a city girl. Fair. But um, yeah, so it's just like I did avoid dating scenarios. I avoided getting very close to people. And then it, and then it was like compounded by other stuff, though, because like in the religious space, you know, you, you avoid intimacy with, you know, you, you avoid being alone one-on-one with somebody of the other gender. You avoid, you know, you're kind of coached into these dynamics through your community in college, like in, in my college setting anyway. I don't know if that's similar across other conservative Christian, you know what I mean? Different places do it different ways. But where I was, it was very like women can't leave the Bible study. Like my guy friends at, in the dorms, it was quiet hours and you have to shut your door. And I had guy friends who was like, I have to leave. I don't want people to get the wrong idea. And I'm like, if anybody knows you or knows me, they're not going to get the wrong idea, (laughs) you know, but if you want to be performative. Did you choose this college? I did. You did for religious reasons. No, not at all. Not at all. Why would you choose Iowa? So, sorry. Were you a good um, student? (laughs) Not particularly. (laughs) Okay. My mom drew a six-hour driving radius and said, here, find a college. And so I applied to... six hours, yeah. So I applied to Drake University, which is six hours west. Hope in Holland, Creighton's out there too, right? It is, yeah. Creighton, yeah. yeah. And um, Miami of Ohio. So I only applied to three colleges. Did you get into Miami of Ohio? I didn't, but both of my sisters went there. Fuck that school. Both of my sisters (laughs) went there. What the heck? Right? All my friends went, and I I didn't get in. But it's fine. It worked out better. (laughs) Okay, so... 29, you lose your yeah, virginity. So How did that happen? <laughs> I know, it's such a scenic route. Um, so 29, got on plenty of fish because that's what the options were then. I don't, it's, it's pre-Tinder. Okay. Right? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know about mm-hmm. online dating until like Tinder, but that's fine. I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't yeah. do it. Yeah, so I was on plenty was of like fish. There was like match. Met a guy. Match. We was, had to pay for it. Yeah. You know. plenty so of plenty of fish was, was like, free. okay. was like the best option. They had all the little quizzes and stuff, so it was fun. Uh, met a guy and just kind of... Felt ready to connect for the first time. Had a relation like it. It, it was funny because it kind of like escalated as a relationship. It was only like a three month relationship, but we were like talking long term in that time, and then it just kind of fell apart really quickly because it was I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I didn't know what red flags were yet, and so like right. there were a ton looking back. And then I was single for a while, and then I met someone when I was thirty two, and um, we were together for seven years. And then the past couple of years, I've been dating around again. Well, wait but a minute. The the guy that you dated when you were 29, how mm-hmm. long were you in a relationship with him? Three months. Three months. Yeah. I, I, but how long How long did you stay in a relationship with him after you had uh, had sex with him? I made this poor guy hang out with me for a month before I let him touch me. <laughs> and okay. then all of a sudden, we went from like zero to 60. It was just an, And then it lasted after Cold. that for... My mom isn't listening, but... No, it's fine. You know. And then and um, you still yeah. dated after you had oh, yeah. sex and you guys... Yeah. you Okay. And then the next guy... When you're 32, that's what's mm-hmm. a seven-year relationship. Yeah, and in between those two, there were like I was kind of sowing my wild oats. You know what I mean? That's when I had sleeping like the whole, around in Iowa. 
<laughs> no, you were out of Iowa by now. Exactly. No. Wait, 29, you were where? Back in Chicago. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Like the, That's why I was confused. Yeah, okay. sorry. So after I graduated City at Chicago, city proper, yes. not Wilma. City. Yeah, Fair yeah. Enough. Logan Square. And okay. so um, after I, yeah, like the day after I graduated from Des Moines, you know, from Drake, I like packed up the car and got out of there and, and worked at Wonderman like the next week. So I got a job right, right away. Um, excuse me. And um, yeah, so we... So we were in Logan Square, happened real fast, and I was just kind of like ready to change gears, and turns out I'm not bad at relationships, you know, and it, so just like, I think the alternate title of the book is like, the subtitle is Finding Your Path and There's No Destination. The other subtitle is Messing Around With was The Journey to Now, because I was so riddled with anxiety, like coming up to it and, and coming out of it. Um, you know, and all these reasons to second guess myself and not trust myself and not trust my instincts and my body was rebelling, you know, and I was doing this PCOS thing when my body was out of control in my twenties, I gained a bunch of weight. What's so PCOS? Polycystic ovarian syndrome. Oh, that's a, the, the yeah. health scare you have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so that's like a lot of women deal with it. It's hard to diagnose. I had all this blood work done. I weighed 300 pounds for six years. And my dad was like, why don't you ever bring anybody home? And I'm like, dad, the guys that hit on you when you're like on the social outskirts are not the guys you bring home. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a lot of, I was targeted a lot, you know, so there's. And you just didn't feel good, I'm sure. Oh my God, right? Like. Like You're not feeling, yeah, I gotcha. And this is before like any of the fat positivity movement, any of the body acceptance stuff, you know, like that is all to me very recent, you know, so like. So, so in my mind, it all makes met. sense why I'm... You, <laughs> you had know? the health issues before you met the, the gentleman when you were 32. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. you guys dated. That was your most like... So everything kind of resolved health-wise when I was about 28. That's when Got I had it. that big surgery. And um, that was like... It's, it's, it's so sad to say, but like people started respecting me more and it showed me how to respect myself more. And that's how I kind of pivoted into like, oh, I can do this now. Oh, I can try this now. Maybe I'm not crazy to think that somebody could really like me. Mm-hmm. And were you, when you were saying you were sowing your wild oats between 29 to 32, mm-hmm. were you just uh, getting in relationships or having like one night stands or both? Um, looking for relationships, but getting okay. into like shorter term one night stands and okay. like friends with benefits kind of thing. Sure. And yeah. And, and then, yeah. and then the seven year thing, how did that start? Was it starting as a, you met online? It's or? a great meet cute story. Okay. So <laughs> we, um, my, uh, I was going to go to dinner with my friend he was going to go to a dinner with his friend. The two friends are friends. And so the four of us decide to have dinner together. And I think they show up together. So I think I'm like teasing and giving shit to my friend's friend. And I'm just like harassing him because I'm like, I was like on cough syrup or something. You know what I mean? I like had a cold or something. So that I was like a little loopy. And, um, and he just like was into me from then. <laughs> and he started asking my, our mutual friends for my number. And I was like, oh, I thought he was... I thought you guys were like in a thing. I thought, you, you know, right. And, and it just kind of went from there, which is interesting. Cause you weren't expecting, like At you all. were kind of probably more yourself. Cause you yeah. weren't like putting all the pressure on it. It's like the best version of yeah. it. You know what I mean? Right. Cause every guy I've met on, on the apps is just like not, I've not had great success with app dating. So, <laughs> so you had the seven year relationship mm-hmm. that ends. Um, uh, and that was you guys live serious? together. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. That was the most serious (laughs) one. For sure. Okay. Well, yeah, Yeah. because it's 30. It gets us to 39. Did you, Mm -hmm. uh, did you live with that person? Mm -hmm. Okay. And how long of the seven years did you guys live together? Um, I think five and a half. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so that takes us to after that ended, 
So we broke up right as 2018 turned into 2019. Okay. So 2019, I like moved out. I, you know, we totally separated. We have not talked since. And, um, you know, he's an amazing person and we just couldn't get through something that happened. And, um, I spent like 2019 crying in a bathtub. 2020 was COVID. And then the, where the, where the book kind of ends is that last Christmas, a friend of mine moved to Ireland and relocated her family and was like, do you want to come with? And I was like, okay. So I spent last Christmas in Ireland. So I was there for three months on a U.S. visa. During COVID? Outrun COVID. Oh, okay. Right? So I had a COVID test. I get sure, on a plane. Sure. I sold all my furniture and went to Ireland for three months and like met a guy over there too. And I think the coolest thing that I've learned through my journey in romance is just how many different kinds of connections you can have. Sure. Where like this, when, when it's like the one night stands, I think I never anticipated, not that I'm good at one. It's, you know what? It's funny to say, but it's like when you can express like, these are my expectations. This Irishman and I were, I'm like, I'm not moving to Ireland, but we clearly, yeah. we were up talking to five in the morning. We were just like, Hey, having you had a, a connection time. that was sincere. And we were both like, let's just like enjoy what it is and know that it has a shelf life and that'll be great. Well, that's, that's a thing. And we, yeah. we talked about that recently on another podcast where, mm-hmm. um, there's all this pressure to see, well, where is this going? Mm-hmm. Why not just enjoy what you're in right now and then not focus on the fact that it's going to end? You know, I, I was in a relationship where, you know, we're in a city mm-hmm. for a period of time and you're like, okay, this is going to end bad or we can just enjoy it and then right. just figure that shit out later. Yeah. And that's that's a thing that society doesn't allow people to do sometimes because there is a pressure to be in a, traditional monogamous mm-hmm. relationship there is a pressure to have uh, a path to marriage yeah or a successful relationship yeah, whatever goal, the fuck that like means that. Yeah. yeah or at least know what success looks like right. for you right and that i think is so interesting because for me um the long relationship i was in we have a lot of friends who are polyamorous and so i've been around a lot of that for to the point that i felt like the odd man out and i'm like am i monogamous am i weird for being mm-hmm. monogamous when you know, that's the first time I'd ever felt that way. It's coming. It's it's. We have our guest uh, uh, recently who is polyamorous. He, mm-hmm. he lectured. He not lectures, but explained the different things, the yeah. aspects of polyamorous. And the more I learn about it, the more I'm like, this makes more sense. You know, we put so much pressure on uh, traditional marriage in the society. I mean, you're from a Christian mm-hmm. uh, background, so you know yeah. that that's such a big part of it. But yet, you know, over 50 percent of marriages fail. Mm hmm. And then yet we're still pushing this. Um, why not improve marriage? Why not have different versions of marriage? Uh, we already mm-hmm. have finally accepted gay marriage, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm against. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, well, I'm against all marriage. So that just falls into the thing. But, okay. but yeah. my point is that why can't we evolve? Why can't marriage evolve? Because I feel like, and you tell me, like, mm-hmm. does this, when you were, well, let me ask you this. Sure. When you were in that seven-year relationship, were you guys in a monogamous relationship? We were. Okay, but yeah. you had friends who were polyamory. Did you guys talk about possibly mm-hmm. becoming that? Oh, yeah, th- it came up. Like, I I definitely, I know that my experience is monogamous, and so my instinct and my, my, my conditioning is monogamous, right? And so I took the time to really think through that. And like, is that a choice? Is that what I've been told? Is that what I want, you know? And for me, I, I know that I do best in a partnership. Like, that's that's what I like from everything I've known and I've never wanted to expand on that beyond what I had you know what I mean but I I do have more respect for people that have those conversations and I'm happy that I like having those conversations because I do think that there's a gray in between space that involves fluidity that like 
uh, one of the, I got cheated on for the first time in 20, in 2019. <laughs> I was just like, what is this? And that red flag was we were out at breakfast and I was talking about going to get coffee with a friend of mine who is polyamorous, who I know has had like a crush on me in the past, but we've been really clear about our boundaries that I'm like, oh, as long as I'm in this relationship, I'm monogamous, you know, but, but I still care about you so much as a person. I think you're interesting and funny and cool. I just don't want to go beyond that you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so this person I was I was seeing at the time was like I would never let you go out with him and I was like well can I swear on this thing? yeah of course I was like fuck you very much like what who are you to tell me right right in, and the pro and this is what I th- when you're saying half of all marriages fail I think there's so much more to the correlation and causation of that because to me it's not that I shouldn't go to coffee with this friend of mine that I know has had a crush on me. It's that my partner should be able to trust me mm-hmm. and I should be able to be an adult who doesn't cheat on my partner. You and know and he's I mean? the one that cheated he's on you? He's the one that cheated? Yes. Get out. Right? And, and what was, the, what was? did he admit to cheating or he denied I caught him it? red-handed. He oh. was like, yeah. How'd you catch him red-handed? He was checking Tinder while oh. we were on a date. That's weird. Yeah. I can't How long were you guys dating yeah. for? Like six weeks. Okay, it wasn't serious, so. but it was enough to be... It was so funny because he had said at some point, uh, I was like, uh, I was, I wasn't like, where's this going? But he had said something like, um, it would really bother me if you had what we have with somebody else. And I'm like, so are we, and what I said to him, this is, this is my point of view. What did you have? We were just seeing each other. It was so weird. I was like, you're not my boyfriend. And I was like. I was like, here's the thing, and this is what I tell every woman who is dating that I know, is that I am assuming that you are actively trying to fuck other people until you tell me that you're not. Right. And to me, that is just like a baseline that's healthy, that's okay, like we are adults, we are dating. Right. But let's have the conversation. It's more... And so he had the conversation first? <laughs> so like he brought it up he and then she up. did? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, buddy, like get your balls together. Like, yeah. come on, man. You know. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. It's, it's so crazy that... Um, that there is this pressure to be monogamous mm-hmm. and people just need to have conversations and and maybe maybe cheating is different for other people like some people would say watching porn sure. is cheating on your spouse or having a work spouse or like a work husband mm-hmm. or a work wife that's cheating because mentally you've already checked out of the relationship mm-hmm. so where is the line and how can you how can we make marriage succeed that's the thing yeah and i i'm i'm against traditional marriage i'm all for updating it why not we've mm-hmm. updated i'm with you gender yeah. we've updated yes. gender we've updated so many things we've evolved and become more progressive why is this thing the one thing that fucking till death do us part is still i, I think more people get married <laughs> if that wasn't the pressure of it I Look at Maggie's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, do you want to wait? Yeah, what do you think? Or do you do you have anything that you want to add in? Um, no, <laughs> I'm still. Put you on the spot. I was trying to Google polyamorous because I wasn't even sure. It's swinging, right? Like, well, no, it's it's so you got to listen yeah. to Bobby Hill's episode where he talks about explains that there is this stigma mm-hmm. with whether it's ethical or unethical well, monogamous and all this yeah. bullshit. You add all these things. It's like, look. It doesn't work for some people. Some people are monogamous by nature or they've been taught and trained to, to believe in it. And I, I, I felt like I was for most yeah, of my life. Yeah. Um, well, and I think a lot of people hide in polyamory the way that same way that a lot of people hide in monogamy. Right. People yeah. are, who are like afraid of getting hurt think that they that they're like, I'm fine if my wife goes out and sleeps with whoever she wants. And like there is that person. Yeah. And I, I think, think that's unhealthy. I but think. So, yeah, I think that there's healthy versions of both. That. Yeah. 
it would come down to people being honest with themselves, yes. right? That's what you're yes. going to lose. Even if you were to say tomorrow, you know, traditional marriage is no longer the case. You can have this, this, and this. People will still try to fit themselves into that box based right. on yeah. likely what their partner wants, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have to be on the same page with your partner That's or partners. We went to a party yeah. when we moved up to the North Shore, and when we the next day, somebody was like, "Oh, you were at so and so's house." They have swinger parties. That's a you were at a swinger party. I was like, no what? one hit on me the whole time we <laughs> were there. You like, was it me? No. <laughs> um, like, why? But um, I was intrigued. You know, they were because you older, don't know the code word. It was an so. older couple. Yeah, and I was probably like telling my dumb jokes. Like they're like, she's not. Like you guys think this is funny? <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys want to hear this joke? Um, but I think that I think it is evolving. I don't think you're going to get a hard like we're changing it tomorrow, just like we're changing genders. Sure, but of I think. It's- Took years. Um, yeah. People yeah. would still not be honest. You know, even guys sure. or girls are in marriages that want to be with them. They'll just bury it because they don't want to hurt the person or they have kids. Right. Or, or religious, religious, uh, you know, stigmas. I mean, if you think about it, like we, we all are in these mini marriages without the documents mm-hmm. our whole lives. We could have all been married a few times, right? Sure. You know, when you sign the documents and there's like legal and financials attached, that's typically when people are like, well, I don't want to blow this whole thing up or we have kids, you know, so. Or, or religion frowns upon divorce. Right. So hard. Well, what? Well, and insecurity, like you were just saying, like people don't want to hurt their partner. People don't want to get hurt. People want to just like carry on with the thing that doesn't hurt. And right. it's like, I think that's like the ultimate the feedback I got from my editor was that my kind of superpower is brutal self-honesty. Like I spent so long genuinely believing that I was a piece of shit. Then once I started to figure out that maybe I wasn't, I already had so many like safeguards in place to not let my ego get out of check. You right. know? And I can say that with total modesty that I still, a lot of the time, wonder if I'm a piece of shit. You know, So it's like... We all do. We all do. Right, yeah. exactly. About you, not us. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It would be I'm abnormal if you didn't. Right? Well, wait, well, let me ask you this. Yeah. What What are your relation? What do you... Do you want to be in a... In yeah, a monogamous relationship, yeah, yeah. okay. And what are what are you doing to make that happen? Um, to be totally uh, self, uh, to contradict myself, it's it's not the top priority right now. Like I do, like it's ultimately you're not in a rush. I'm not like I I like being partnered. I like being in community with people. I think those things come together. I find myself in the last couple of years um, dating a lot of divorced dads, and I think that's just the age bracket we're in. Um, but I do like that. You know, there's so much. I like going to theater shows. You know, I like doing stuff and I like having something to do that with. And But there's more to it than that, obviously. Do you uh, want to have yeah. kids of your own or no. do you do yeah. you like being a ste- like yeah. a stepmom? I do. I relish. I relish. Maggie's got seven stepkids. Oh, bring them around. No. Great. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I, too. I love I what I love, again, just like being the adult you wish you had or being the adult you needed. Like I if one superpower is brutal self-honesty, the other is like. I love telling people how I see them in a complimentary way. I love seeing something unique in someone being like, do you know that you're cool for this reason? Like, do you even have any idea? That, Why like, did you look at Maggie when you said that? Do you know that you're awesome? <laughs> like, I'm right know. here. Tell me. <laughs> tell me more. No. Well, but, but what are I you? I think that's and, and admirable. And yeah. a kid with that, you know, a kid who's like, was it my fault? My parents separate. You know, like mm-hmm. I've seen kids go through these like, tumultuous things and I've been trapped there for like not that my parents are still together like my family is very like tight nuclear family but um so it's Wilmette values that's right <laughs> but although yeah, half like, of the people in Wilmette are divorced but nonetheless oh yeah there's all kinds of weird things everybody going has on like Wilmette. a practice marriage yeah <laughs> but yeah so just like the, to, for me like 
it was very gratifying being a stepmom. I was very, in, I am very in love with those kids. And like, Oh, that's the relationship you were in for yeah, a while. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and even like, I've got godchildren. I've got a niece and nephew. Like I love kids. I, I just love never my want to. And nephew, but I would never right? have my own kids. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not built that way. And I yeah. know that about myself. So, well, what, what, uh, what yeah. have you learned about yourself in terms of when you do, when you are ready and, and pursuing this? Because obviously if you're not having kids, there's no rush to do it. Right. You can pursue your, your book and all this, this, mm-hmm. this cool stuff you're doing. What is it that you know you won't do again? Are there things that sure. you're like are deal breakers for you now with, with guys? Well, are more are so you only dating myself. guys, by the yeah, way? I okay. do only date okay. guys. Yeah, thank you. It's, a re- it's a good question. Um, I The deal breaker is more for myself. And that's that I... I know about myself that I have not, like, I, I've lost myself in relationships before. And that is not his fault or, you know what I mean? Like, it's not on him that I It just I happens sometimes, yeah. And, I, and that's what I need to be better at. Right. And basically, like, standing my ground and being like, I don't like that. You know, so it's just like. It's so funny how yeah. often that happens. I have a friend who yeah. never golfed in his life, doesn't know anything about golf. And now, because his girlfriend or significant other is a golf fanatic he all he talks about is golf it's like dude oh my gosh <laughs> name one fucking player that right? isn't named after it's an usually animal. the other way or around yeah. women get into golf because right. that's funny or yeah same situation yeah but yeah. it's so crazy you do get lost in in a relationship where you start listening to the same music and you're like you don't why you never listen to yeah. kanye now you're a fucking fan. it's like it's crazy how yeah. that happens when you are enamored with somebody and and then you lose yourself and that's kind of i don't know if that's good or bad i think i think in all things like there's one one soapbox i really get on is um dan savage's ggg mentality do you know what i'm talking about uh i don't listen to his podcast okay i i'm not a i i'm not like he's a a devotee or anything yeah right (laughs) no savage (laughs) love cast is great i just oh my god and you'll see it all over all over the the apps yeah like i'm ggg and i'm like what is ggg it stands for good giving in game and it means that you take the time to learn how to like interact with somebody and like don't google that by the way because if you do you're going to get something very different if you type in ggg ggg oh it's a porn section but anyway (laughs) anyway go ahead that might have been long good um yeah, so good. Just taking the time. Like, I've, like, taken classes at a sex toy shop because I want to learn, you know? And, like, I listen to the Sex with Emily podcast, you know? So good. Giving is, like, um, if you have a foot fetish, like, grab, like, I'll do that. And then you do something for me, you know? It's, like, giving. And then game is, like, Oh, these are all anything. sex stuff. It's Yeah, so the three things are basically, like, and it goes back to everything we were talking about, communication and self-honesty. To me, those are such a baseline thing to be, like, I think the my favorite one of the best things I've learned from like one <laughs> the thing that surprised me the most when I lost my virginity was how much it doesn't matter what someone's body looks like in the dark you yeah. know what I mean and you're just so like, true. like and it's for women so I think that's up. true I think uh I think that's true more because women are more emotionally attached to the to the sex aspect whereas guys are very visual sure sure and that I'm speaking not all but yeah. sure and I'm just speaking my own experience yeah, but yeah. like to me that like let go that helped me just let go of so many preconceptions oh like, right what I had to be what he had to be what you know it, was, it just like it, it loosened me up so much in terms of like expectations to be like to what's be, what's yeah. the third G good good oh, giving good and giving and game so being a giver is a big one where it's like you game? know game like up for anything being game yeah like being game yeah. game for everything okay. yeah yeah not like meat Game. Yeah, gamey. No, I just doing. meant like, like venison. Well, you play and, a game with uh, the guy. You're like, all right, we're gonna play strip poker. Get your cards. Um, like, shoots and ladders. Yeah. Venison. And, yeah. Strip battleship is my favorite. Oh yeah, fun. everyone's. Yeah. 
who hasn't played a good game of strip that's right i've <laughs> i've played that's that used to be my go-to move to it to sounds like such a nerdy lawyer I thing know, right? <laughs> i was uh I, I didn't know how to Trivial make the moves pursuit. take your bra off i still even <laughs> even now like i'm still like uh i've it's really awkward the first move towards uh um and polyamory sex, guess who Guess who? There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, great game. <laughs> well, what what? Um, okay, so GGG, you've done this, and you now you've incorporated it into your life. And how has that worked out? Have you gone on oh, dates yeah. with this 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 GGG in mind, the It'll, Irish guy? <laughs> I think that aligns more to who I am as a person. I think I before I even knew what that was, that was kind of like my way of of being is like is like tell me about yourself. You know, yeah. like, so and part of that is like I've traveled in 26 countries. I've, you know, I've seen a lot of ways to live and especially being around polyamory, you know, like in all these different ways of of having a life and being a person. Have you dated in these tw- bias free? Have you have you dated in these 26 countries, guys in different countries? Not a lot. I mean, I haven't lived in 26 countries. No, but you visited. I've flirted in 26 countries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you dated a guy in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And and do they date differently there than... I mean, obviously, you can't judge a whole country <laughs> right. by the... But did you notice anything different about how uh, things went there? Obviously, you mm-hmm. can't... Also, we were in a pandemic, so people were treating right, things differently. Right. But what was there, was there differences? A bit, yeah. He was much more, um, much more jokey and chatty and seemed less... Uh, it was less that he wanted to like knock my socks off and impress yeah. me, and we were just hanging out. You know, is it true they 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 drank their cereal with Guinness? Is uh-huh. that mm-hmm. is that no? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were in stage That's five lockdown, which was unfortunate. Okay, so what what? Okay, so you've learned that um, you don't want to lose yourself in yeah. the relationship. Yeah. Are there anything? Is there anything else that you are like a red flag when you are on? Are you still on the apps? I know you said you're not active on them, but are you yeah. even on them? No? I'm not right now. No, I just like I for me and this this might go back to that male and female thing. Like for me, it's a picture doesn't do it. I have to see you walk across the room. I need to see your swagger <laughs> before I'm attracted. Well, you can you so. can do that on Hinge or all that stuff where you what I do yeah. is if I'm interested in someone, I'll say, let's match up on social. I want to see social media. If mm-hmm. they're like, I don't want I'm like, all right, well, if you're not going to show me your social sure. media, I'm not going to be. Yeah. You know, or if they're not on social media, that's even awesome. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's pretty badass. Yeah. But you can get a lot of that information from people. But I don't see why if you're not in a rush to um, to get into a relationship, mm-hmm. but you kind of know what you want and you also don't want to lose yourself. Why not go on the apps and just do it like apps light, like go on there once for every 10 minutes a day or whatever. I mean, yeah. that's basically what i've done mm-hmm. all my life and sometimes i forget to go on and sometimes people get mad that you haven't responded whatever but yeah i just i i met a couple bad apples in a row okay and just kind of was over it and because like the best relationship in my life happened at the meet cute with like the dinner and dinner thing so i'm just like no nah, let's so what i'm doing for the rest of the year is like i just started or i'm about to start a new job that's new news I've got the book out. I'm on the board of a nonprofit and I'm going to write a white paper about the state of nonprofit in Chicago this summer. So like I've got a lot of stuff and I'm expecting to meet a lot of people that way. And I'm hoping yeah. that something comes out of that more naturally. You know, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. you will meet. Uh, that's the thing. I actually when before I started the podcast, the mm-hmm. ways that I would want to meet people when I wanted to stop meeting people at bars, because 90 percent of the girlfriends I ever had, I met at a bar after midnight. Um that's just the way it was mm-hmm. so i would say i'm gonna go to galas or like nonprofit events mm-hmm. or 
join an event where people that are like-minded. Yeah. And that was always like something I, if I had time to do, I would have done. But like my friend runs a, a nonprofit and when he has events, I'm like, I want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like a really good, you know, p- that's like before their apps, people are like yeah. go out and do your hobbies and meet someone mm-hmm. there. And like, you know, I'll go to kind of Chicago and I'll go to the house theater and, you know, so I'll try to like, like I've always been very active, but now with the nonprofit stuff, I think I've got more of a conversation opener. And then, you know, if it slips out that I'm single and if they have a friend, yeah. you know, see what happens. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely a good way to do it. Things are opening up in Chicago yeah. and, and that, that could happen. But I, I definitely think, and I've said this before, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but I think the apps are 70% of how people will meet continuing even after this pandemic, just cause I think the organic, mm-hmm. maybe you're the, you know, the cute, like meet someone friend, friend situation, that stuff will happen or friends will set you up. Mm-hmm. Although those are pretty unsuccessful. Um, in my opinion, I think just the meeting at bars, that whole, that whole genre is over yeah. for no, the I, most yeah. part. Or at least for the next few years. Yeah. Right. And so I'm with you where it's like, it's less, I'm not anti-app by any means. Yeah. I know. No, I didn't think you were, but yeah. And I've heard you talk about it too, where I've heard you say that on your podcast that like that you've used it more for professional ways too. And it's not limited to dating. Right. So I love that like Bumble has the BFF part of it. Now they're launching uh, a work part of it. So like, you know, Bumble is actually expanding the way that it's used. And so I think that to your point is kind of the future of it. And I think that's going to be really neat. You always, you'll always meet people if you had a connection and you, when you meet in person, it's not there. Mm -hmm. I always give the people the benefit of the doubt. It's like, look, something brought me here. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's see why If there's something worth whatever the relationship is, we may not end up hooking up, whatever, yeah. but that's fine with me. Oh, I've had a couple. So before I had the serious relationship, I had uh, a couple of friends. We, uh, I'm going to make up a name for a second. Now, if his name is Adam, we call it Adaming someone where, um, I met this guy, I went on two dates with them and neither of us kind of sealed the deal on the third date. And we were both kind of dancing around it. And finally I email him and I was like, just calling it out. I'm like, Hey, th- we're not really, closing yeah. the deal here but can we be friends can i invite you to events like i just no i pressure, want you to know where i'm right. coming from but i just think you're great i just don't yeah, think we're gonna no be physical, romantic sure. yeah. and i i sent it and i'm like i'm never gonna hear from this guy and the blue line pulls into the logan square stop and who's standing at the doors it was like a rom-com he holds up his phone and he points to his phone and he's like <gasps> you know he's like yeah, and he, that's the crazy. doors open we hug and he's like i'll talk to you later and i'm like okay bye and then he comes to a housewarming party that i threw for a friend a few weeks later and he met his now wife you know that's what I mean? awesome. so it's just like so to me six like, degrees of uh right? connection adaming yeah. yeah whatever you call exactly. it exactly well lisa we are out of time we okay. went over time thank you so much for this having was so here. fun to have you on uh tell people how they can get this uh book faithful nomad and where they can find out more about you and the stuff you're doing for sure yeah my handle everywhere just faithful nomad faithful nomad.com it's where i'm on instagram uh my last name is very unique so i'm very findable through linkedin etc so okay and always happy to have a coffee have a chat not just for being single but also for any conversation awesome, <laughs> awesome. thank you so much yeah. lisa for coming on the podcast you guys please check out lisa skatolsky Perfect. Did it right again. No big yes. deal. Uh, Maggie had to jet the last few minutes. That's probably why you didn't hear her. Uh, thank you, Maggie, for joining us on the podcast. You're welcome, Paul. That's her. Uh, <laughs> and thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only. Hey, all you guys know that I used to be a lawyer. Still am, but, you know, kind of just in the background, if you will. But my friend, Scott Shapiro, 
He is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job, need compensation, or you're just injured somewhere and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. And my friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call. 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm. So in addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially. So don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Call him today. Tell him I sent you. You will not regret it. I'm still standing on my feet.